from Foreman Field on the campus of Goshen High School. We are ready for football. It is sectional semifinal week here in Class 5A. This battle between Goshen and Mishawaka will find the winner advancing to play South Bend John Adams next Friday night. Official coin toss took place. Goshen won the toss, took the football, and Mishawaka will kick it away at a great, great boot on the turf that bounced at the 25 and then skip at the 15 and a hop at the 10 and a out-of-bounds mark at the two-yard line. Too bad that's not a punt in about the middle of the third quarter, but instead the flag for that will give Goshen good field position first and 10 at the 35-yard line. Vince, you heard the comments from Keith Kinder. Certainly we've talked a lot about these two teams over the last several minutes. Your thoughts on the early stages of this football game? Well, uh, you know, Mishawaka is going to have to defend the pass. Uh, Goshen has over just a little over 200 yards total on the ground all season. So they're going to want to put it through the air, and Mishawaka is going to have to be ready. And the shotgun snap into a widespread formation with receivers left and right. It goes to Colin Turner, the senior quarterback, and he rushes it on the quarterback keeper and or kind of like almost a wildcat play in some regard. Well, it looked like a broken play, to be honest with you. I think Not he a was, good way to start your game. Yeah, I think he was looking to hand it off, and uh, the running back did not take it. So, uh, But a, a good recovery by him in a two-yard gain. Skins will employ three receivers far right and one near left. That is Braden Hinkle. Second down and eight. We are just underway as the Skins are try again. The Red Hawks go from right to left. And this pass airmailed by Colin Turner to the near side intended receiver. Incomplete. So it'll be third down. Well, that third pass down for the... Goshen Club, Jake Turner was the intended receiver. And that pass is going to be there most of the night if, if uh, you know, Mishawaka is going to stay in that zone. That short pass is going to be there all night, so Mishawaka is going to have to be very good at tackling in open space if they're going to allow that short pass. Up front, the Red Hawks go with Will Duncan at center. Ryan Eldridge and Cam Kircher are the guards, along with Mason Yoder and Alberto Sanchez as the tackles. On third and long, rolling out, firing on the run, incomplete. Colin Turner had a receiver down around the 45-yard line, which would have been just enough for a first down. But the pass just underthrown to Noah Alford. Alfred is the leading receiver on this Goshen Club with 29 catches for 300 yards. His longest catch was for 70 yards, and he has a score. But one thing for sure is whether you think Goshen is a lethal offense, and certainly with the passing yards on the season, uh, they certainly are. They're, they're a tough team as far as airing the ball out, but you're going to have to uh, understand that it's a balanced offense. There's no one guy you can truly key on in out-punt formation for the Red Hawks. Noah Alford is back, and the high, high snap almost sails in the end zone, and is somehow, someway, he leaps in the air, saves it, and then falls down with the ball at the 19-yard line. And guess what? That is the field position the Mishawaka came in will start with. First and 10. So a disastrous start for the 1-5 Red Hawks. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's, uh, that's unfortunate for Goshen. They're looking to get off a pretty good punt there. And uh, now Mishawaka has it already in their own red zone to start the game. K-Men will go to work with their bread and butter offense led by junior quarterback Justin Fisher under center behind the center Tyler Ackerley Jason DeWilkins, Jaden Cmac, Ethan Nowacki and Dawson Nowacki are the tackles man in motion that will be Burris and on the keeper it'll be Justin Fisher trying to sweep a little bit and curl to the outside right 
and he gets a very short two-yard pickup before he's brought down from behind. The rest of the caveman offensive starters, Drew Mason, the fullback, has rushed for 100, or try again, has rushed 154 times for 889 yards on the season. Fisher himself has ran the ball 158 times for just under 1,200 yards, and that two-yard pickup pick put him over at 12.01 now. Handoff, fullback, blast, left side, big hole, Drew Mason to the 10-5, and touchdown, Mishawaka, the caveman score, just a minute and a half into this contest. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know who was more surprised about Drew Mason being untouched going into the end zone. Drew Mason or the defense from Mishawar for Goshen because... Or the uh, broadcasters I, for that better. I mean, he took the ball on the, on the fullback dive and there was nobody there. He actually made a cut in the open field, which you don't see very often from the diesel, but he went untouched for 17 yards. First carry by Drew Mason goes for the score and Mishawak up 6-0 will go here for what has become a routine two-point yeah. conversion. Not routine in necessarily the two points, but on a frequency nature, they have been known to go for two on a regular basis pretty much since the Plymouth game. Man in motion, they'll crisscross the backs, and the ball is bobbled, fumbled, and a loose ball on the turf is recovered as it came loose out of the hands of Justin Fisher, recovered by the Goshen Redhawks, so the two-point conversion has failed. Roman Schrock on the fumble recovery for Goshen. So timeout on the field, just underway in period number one, 10-33 on the first quarter scoreboard. It is Mishawaka 6, Goshen no score. We're back this on WSBT. While the day has ended beautifully with a marvelous sunset here in the Maple City of Goshen, it has not been a good start for the home team, Goshen, as they go out on their opening drive and ultimately uh, give Mishawaka excellent field position. On the short field, they take advantage on a two-play drive, and now the ensuing kick by the K-Ben Connor George sails it back deep at the 15, brought forward to the 20, and wrestled down to the 21-yard line is the kick returner for Goshen High School. And that will be Noah Alford. And the Cayman will now go to work first, or the Roundhawks, rather, will go to work first and 10. And the football will be just inside the 20-yard line. 6-0 Cayman, you could not, well, although we said that last week or two weeks ago at Northridge, you can't get a better start with an 80-yard run to start well, the football game. They scored on one play last time, and it was two plays this time. So, well, two you know, they run. really got to pick it up. I mean, that's that's pretty pathetic, really. I don't know if you call it slacking or not, but Turner <laughs> will take and throw a little bubble screen out to the far right side. It's picked up out to the 25-yard line before a whole host of white jerseys gather for the tackle of Jordan at Williams, the tight end. So short game there for the Red Hawks. And actually the pass caught there by Jake Turner. My apologies, not Williams. But a pickup of about four yards. You hear credit for Dylan Wise in the background, one of the quarterbacks for this caveman defense with the stop gain of three. Man in motion now in the shotgun formation. Four receivers and this long pass down over the right side had a man, Brandon Hickel, but it underthrown and slides off the turf incomplete. I'll tell you what, go back to that first play. It was uh, basically a screen back there to Jake Turner and Dylan Wise did a great job of getting off of his block because Goshen actually had numbers. It was two Mishawaka defenders, two Goshen blockers, but they were able to get off the, uh, Dylan Wise was able to get off the block and make that play for a minimal game. It was a great job by 20 
Tony and White. Clock stops at 9.45 first quarter. Third down at seven now. Shotgun formation. Turner back to pass. Here comes the blitz. He will throw a laser beam over the middle. Incomplete for Noah Alford in the middle of triple team coverage, including defensive coverage from Milan Burris and also number 33, Colin Lutz. Well, he had to get rid of that ball quick because... He's got a uh, good arm. I, he has an excellent arm. He can sling the rock. There, there's a reason he has over 1,000 yards passing coming into this game, but he had to. He didn't have a chance to go through his reads, let's put it that way, because it was two Mishawaka cavemen. Uh, one was uh, McCullough von Furstenrecht. I believe he was one of the guys in there. And, uh, got a good lick on the quarterback. Noah Alford, who had to chase down a bad snap on a punt last time that set up the caveman with a short field. This high snap, Woo. what a great rebound. And then Alfred with a one-step approach, line drives it over everybody's head, and I mean barely <laughs> lines it over the line of scrimmage and gets a great, great soccer-type roll all the way past midfield, past the 40 to the 35, and stops inside the 35 at the 32-yard line. So a tremendous punt by Alfred, who averages just 28 per kick, had a lengthy one on the season of 58 yards, but... Uh, that might be his highest on the season. That was a great kick, considering the circumstances. Yeah, that was. That, there's a reason kickers like turf. Uh, let's put it that way, because that ball, that ball would not have rolled that much if the grass was uh, the real stuff. So Mishawaka will go back to work. Lead six nothing here. Early stages. Period one at 9:28 to play. Cavemen on the road, dressed in their travel white jerseys, white pants, maroon helmets, and the full bike blast is Mason. Breaks a hole at the 35, up to the 40, wrestles away from one, two, and breaks another tackle. Coming near side of the 45 to midfield, he's run out of bounds, and now popped as he goes out, and a penalty flag will go down for an unsportsmanlike conduct hit after Mason was out of bounds. But a huge run on second and third effort by the diesel, as Vince calls it, <laughs> Drew Mason. I'll tell you what, there was about two to three stiff arms there. There was a spin move there. He worked hard to go left to right and gain about two yards there towards the end of the play, but then took a lick out of bounds to get the extra 15. So that was a heck of a run by Drew Mason. So they'll take him out of bounds at the 48-yard line and then tack on the personal foul penalty yards against Goshen. That is one thing this year these two teams are very even in when you compare things statistically is penalty yards. Goshen averaging... 45 yards per game in conference play for penalties. And Mishawaka just under 50, but certainly uh, had a big chunk there against Goshen, setting Mishawaka up with incredible field position. First down and 10 at the Red Hawk 33-yard line. Yeah, so it was a 20-yard run followed by a 15-yard gain, so 35 yards on that first play. Caveman with Devon Parker and Colin Hayes are the wideouts. Chaz Hardy and Milan Burris are the tailbacks. Little pitch sweep out left side, and the student body left. Chaz Hardy fumbled the football, but the officials will say he was down on the play after contact around the 31-yard line and a gain of about two. A little too close for comfort there if you're a Mishawaka fan because that ball was just sitting on the turf. We could see it from up here it was just sitting there and i couldn't tell if it came out before the he was down or not but nobody jumped on the ball and i was like um that might be a live ball so that was uh that was a little scary but the officials ruled the runner sophomore chaz hardy down after the two-yard pickup second down and eight just outside the 30-yard line caveman leading six to nothing looking for their second score here in the early stages fisher Fullback blast right up the gut, Mason. First out of more to the 10-5. Touchdown, Caveman. Showing the wheels. The diesel has wheels, man. He was untouched again for that play. I mean, going in from 31 yards out. 
there wasn't a there wasn't a Red Hawk in the in the area. I mean, he actually outran a couple of guys. So the diesel showing he's got some speed to that girth. Thirty-one yard rush for the caveman fullback. His second tally of the night he is eleventh via the rush on the season. And now the caveman will go for the two point two point conversion rather as they lead it currently twelve to nothing. Three carries. 68 yards for the diesel so far tonight. Hash mark right for Mishawaka with a receiver on the right side. That is Colin Hayes. Looks his way, but Fisher follows his blockers and goes in easily to the end zone for the K-band two-point conversion. So time out of the field, 8.27 here in our opening period. And two tallies on two short possessions. And the K-band lead it. Mishawaka 14, Goshen no score. We're back after this timeout on 96-1 WSBT, the sports leader. First score of the night on the U.S. Sidecrafter School Board is in Class 3A football over, well, not all that far from Goshen, over Bago Township on the creek. And that field, Jimtown leading West Noble in the early stages 7-0. And the second kickoff by Mishawaka's Connor George. He's getting some great leg on it. But for the second time, puts it out of bounds inside the five-yard line. Now, that might be the game plan. Well, he's, he's done it really well twice in a row. So. <laughs> well, they're, they're giving up field position, though. I mean, it, you don't want to necessarily give them the ball to 35, that's for sure, because the one ball that did go inbounds ended up at the 21. So that's a lot of yardage that you don't really want to give up. So my guess is they're trying to kick it into the corner. It's just going a little bit too far into the corner. K-man defense, a three-man front look. Here comes pressure over the middle. Turner over the center field area has the pass to the 40 for the first down out to the 45-yard line. Nice little dump by Connor Tur or Colin Turner rather to Noah Alford. Again, the leading receiver for this Red Hawk ball club, but he picks up Oh, at about 12 yards and a first down for Goshen. So the Skins with the football at their hash mark left as they near the midfield stripe. This is by far the deepest to midfield they have been. And the fullback handoff right up the middle. Quinn Bechtel past midfield, past the 45. And very close to a first down drop to the 43-yard line. Yeah, it was by Devon Parker there in space. You know, Mishawaka, that's what they have to be careful of. They can't be so concerned about the pass that they forget about the run because uh, Bechtel went untouched uh, until he got tackled a good distance down the field. Colin Turner, the senior quarterback, six foot one, 195 pounds. Get some words of encouragement from the near Goshen sideline and now some hand signals from head coach Kyle Park. Shotgun formation, single setback, high snap. Fakes the handoff, little dump pass out here to the left at the 40. First down, a little shy of that, but from behind a really great tackle by Tyler Fair for the caveman. Nice little pass there by Colin Turner as he avoided defensive pressure all around him. Well, they're bringing pressure, which is good. That's what you want to do if you're Mishawaka. You want to make sure that Turner doesn't have a lot of time to make up his mind. Uh, so Ghost is going to be calling a lot of quick hitters. Inside draw play, the deep handoff to Quinn Bechtel, who had a nice run earlier for about a dozen yards, pushes this one past the 30, down about the 29-yard line for a Goshen first down. All of our first downs tonight and all season long, brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Yeah, a nice six-yard run there by Bechtel. Again, Mishawaka has to have an eye. They're running a three-man front. And when that three-man front gets spread out a little bit, it just creates big, wide-open running lanes. 
Man in motion from near side to far side. Shotgun snap looking right, going left. Turner on the tuck and keep. He'll get it out past the 25 to the 20, and he's wrestled down by a whole bunch of white jerseys from behind at the 19-yard line. Let's talk about that Mishawaka defense. Tonight starting a three-man front with Bo Brown and Tyler Fair starting at defensive ends. Tanner Parmalee, the sophomore uh, inside middle defensive tackle. He will get the start tonight on that front line with the linebacking threesome of Aiden Hooten, Max McCullough, and Colin Lutz. The secondary in the dime package has Kanan Jewett, Dylan Wise, Connor Addison, Milan Burris, and the quarterback, Devon Parker. Holding call on Goshen on that play, and it's going to bring it all the way back. So now Goshen is staring at a first and 20 from the 39-yard line. Just what you wanted if you're the home <laughs> team trying to come back from a 14-0 deficit. Turner takes a snap, looks right, goes left, and then his pass is batted in the air by a caveman defender. I think Aiden Hooten got the, got the mitten on it. Give it to him. Give it to him. So the caveman with a good play and good pressure defensively. That's one thing for sure. They have turned up the high-octane pressure on Colin Turner and this Red Hawk offensive line. Yeah, and Turner was retreating very, very quick. I couldn't tell if he was trying to set up a screen or not, but there were three or four cavemen right in his face with their hands in the air, which is exactly what you want to do, and they were able to bat it down. So now third, or check that, second down and 20 from the... Mishawaka, 39-yard line, taking the snap, rolling to the near side, in trouble, and brought down with a sack by Aiden Hooten. Good pressure by the caveman defense. Aiden Hooten and Tyler Fair in pursuit, and Hooten coming up with the sack. Great play, his second sack of the season, his fourth tackle for loss, and another big loss for Goshen. Yeah, we'll nine yards. Back nine more <laughs> nine yards, yards, Brian. Just shy midfield. It'll be third down and 29 at 540 here in our opening period. Well, and Mishawaka has found a recipe for success. They're bringing pressure from different angles, from outside, from inside, and uh, Aiden Hooten again able to get in the backfield and disrupt things. Skins with a high snap inside handoff, gives it away to Bechtel. Bechtel spins from one and two tacklers, but no more as he's brought down just past the 45-yard line by Devon Parker and the K-band defense. That brings up a fourth down for the Red Hawks. So the Hawks facing punt formation and punting time most likely. You'll see Noah Alford, who had a magnificent punt under pressure earlier. He's also shown his rebounding abilities. Well, he, he's brought it down. He's also caught a couple passes, returned a couple kicks. He's kind of the Mr. Do-It-All right now for Goshen. Milan Burris and Chaz Hardy are back deep for this punt return. High snap, but not nearly as bad as last time, and this will be a fair catch that Burris will just wave as it goes by, and it will bounce to the 10 and get into the back of the end zone, so a touchback, and the caveman will take it out the 20-yard line here at 444, first quarter from Goshen High School's Foreman Field. Red Hawks coming here into this contest, 1-5. and five. Kyle Park and his club got a win on opening night against South Bend Clay, but have ran into COVID-19 and lots of tough, tough contest since then that included losses 33-0 to Concord, 41-28 to Warsaw, 28-17 to Northridge, a non-conference game against Lafayette Harrison, 49-7 before losing in the regular season finale at Wawasee, October 16th, 37-21. Hand off, up the gut, guess who? The fullback getting the extra yard or two on second effort, that would be the Dunn. 
other than the diesel. That'll be Drew Mason. And he still picked up five yards, even though he was contacted at the line of scrimmage, is able to push through. I mean, he's just gotten so much stronger from last year. He was able to run through some tackles and over some people there, pick up five. He's averaging 114 yards per game, a six-yard-per-carry average. And he's having a great start with a couple of touchdowns here to give his team a 14-0 lead on the road. 4-10 first quarter. It is Fisher faking the handoff, dumping it over the right side. Pass is caught. Chaz Hardy from the halfback position on the backfield gets it at the 40 and brought down just shy of midfield. But a K-man first down brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Morgan. Well, I was worried about that throw at first because it was a bit of a bullet. And that's not normally what Justin Fisher does. He kind of usually puts it up there, lets his guys run in, run underneath it. But uh, when you're running that seam, you either have to put it up or you got to put it on a line. He put it on a line and went right in the basket. Oh, it, great throw and catch. I think it was at the carnival and saw Colin Turner break the uh, speed barrier about maybe 80 miles an hour with the fastball. He said, I have to match that. And he threw a bullet right there to Chaz Hardy for the first down. Just shy of midfield. Fisher takes a snap, back to pass, pressure from the far side, but instead his pass to that far left is off the hands, incomplete to Milan Burris. That was just simply a drop by the K-Ban wideout. Well, and you mentioned the uh, quarterbacks trying to one-up each other. Thanks to Mike Fisher, our statistician in here, uh, he informed me that they played on the same baseball team in the summertime, so they, they're well aware of each other, and I'm sure that uh, this game will be discussed when they get back together again in the summer. Oh, it'll be discussed probably via cell phone later in this evening sometime. <laughs> You're probably right I about have, that. I have a pretty good hunch. <laughs> Hope the batteries are charged on the phones. 3.31 to go. Opening period. Mishawaka leading here at Goshen. 14 to nothing here on the open night of postseason play for these two schools. Fisher fakes to the fullback, takes it himself out past the midfield stripe to the 45 and dives and slides on the turf to the 43-yard line for a gainer of eight. I'll tell you what, I think a little bit of the turf monster got him on that one. I don't, I don't think Goshen tackled him. I think he tripped uh, on, the, on the thick green grass here at Goshen and uh, pretty much took himself down and leaves Mishawaka third and two. Cavemen on the season, netting 3,100-plus yards of total offense, just under 400 yards per game, 2,800 of that via the rush, and 1,200-plus of that is here for the quarterback, Justin Fisher, 250 counting in the quarter. Hand off the fullback, Mason. He'll push forward for the first down and more, past the 40 to the 38-yard line, another Mishawaka first down, brought to you by Kevin Putz. And first, Midwest Mortgage of South Bend. Yeah, another nice five-yard gain. Unfortunately, it takes his per-rush average from 18-point-something down to 15.6. So, uh, you know, five-yard gains are nice, but it hurts your 15-plus-yard average, man. Come on. Caveman in the hurry-up mode, getting back to the line of scrimmage on first and 10, again from the 38. Number 38, Colin Hayes, a wide out to the left, man in motion, pitch fake. Fisher throws a bullet out to the near side, right along the side. I was Chad Hardy, or Chaz Hardy, rather, but just, just, just missed him as there was heavy pressure coming from Mitch Daniels. No, not the politician, Mitch Daniels from <laughs> well, the a, outside linebacker position. He's a college president Oh, now. that's true. Come on now. He's out of politics. Not a Purdue fan. Sorry, I didn't, yeah, me didn't neither. want to reference that, so <laughs> that's okay. But Daniels, he's one of their leading defensive players for Goshen High, 23 Solo tackles, 15 assists, seven of those tackles for loss, along with three sacks, and he was inches away from getting number four there on that play. Incompleted pass, stops the clock. 2.31 first quarter, second and 10, K-Bent from the Goshen 38. Fisher 
Handoff, takes it to Mason, keeps it himself, drags the defender to with him out past the 35 to the 33-yard line. Tackle made by Roman Schrock, the 5'11 junior and leading tackler for this Red Hawk defense with 46 tackles and 29 assists. He had 64 tackles to lead the school a year ago. Or actually was second uh, on the tackle list behind Isaac Sawatsky. Uh, both of those boys are linebackers. Two minutes to go first quarter. Cavemen 14-0 leaders. Now under center, Fisher tries to draw the Redskins offside on this third and five snap up coming from the 33. Under center again, gives it to Drew Mason. Mason will blast forward and will get a short, short pickup. Milan Burris broke free, and for a moment, I thought maybe it was Drew Mason, but Burris was just trying to break the, the uh, pack free and open up some more blocking upfield, but instead Drew Mason is only picking up about a yard and a half on the play. So fourth down, fourth and three, came in at 90 seconds first quarter. Yeah, definitely in four down territory here. Mishawaka didn't even think about kicking this ball. Right decision, absolutely. They're averaging good. They're, they're, they've got a good average going on. They know what they can do to, to pick this up. Caveman with two wings and two wideouts. And before we continue, Keith Kinder and the Caveman coaching staff will call the timeout. So we'll take a break with a minute 10 to go first quarter. And our score, Mishawaka 14. Goshen, no score. Mishawaka facing fourth and three. When we come back, we break for this on WSBT. Hey, a couple of scores for you on the U.S. Sidecrafter scoreboard here from WSBT Radio. They are down in Death Valley in Mentone, Indiana. Good start on the road for the Mishawaka Marion Knights. They lead Tippecanoe Valley 21 to nothing. Over at Jimtown, the Jimmies have added a field goal to lead West Noble now 10 to nothing. And a last report also from the Northern Lakes Conference, Warsaw had an early lead versus Fort Wayne Carroll. And Mar Marion's entire interior on their offensive line, guard, center, guard, all out for this game. So there you go. Wow. And they're still doing that. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. <laughs> They've already been the wow factor this year, but that's wow yeah. in capital and bold letters. After the timeout, caveman, fourth down and three. Justin Fisher faking to the fullback, getting the first down of Morrissey. Pulls it out, keeps it himself, and slides out to the right side for the first down. Pass the 25, down to the 24-yard line. Needed three, got seven, so uh, that one was never really in doubt. That's efficient. Yes. That's very efficient. <laughs> that's very efficient. You're Under right. a minute to go, first quarter. There's the one boisterous <laughs> Redskin or uh, Red Hawks fan here. Don't let them score our crowd, Mike. Probably not the most opportune place. <laughs> 41 seconds. It is Drew Mason. Woo! Breaks a tackle. Breaks another. Has first down yardage and more from the 24. He looked like he was going to be brought down around the 20 and then surged straight ahead. But the stoppage of play will take place as there's one of the... Caveman, or is it a no, Redskin red, red red defender down just inside the 20-yard line? But a really impressive run right there for the Caveman fullback. Yeah, a gain of 16 on that one, and you're right. He bounced off of a couple of uh, potential tacklers. And yeah, Mason has shown what he's worth. He's only four yards shy of 100 yards on the night, and Already. there's still 33 seconds to go in the first quarter. Well, he had 102 yards and 23 carries two weeks ago against Northridge. He netted 87 yards and 13 carries versus Wawa C in the regular season home finale for Mishawaka. And by far his most impressive was 
in week number six versus Concord with 23 carries, 188 yards, a couple of touchdowns, including that 73-yarder, as you might recall, on the first place from scrimmage. And good news for the Goshen Redhawks and their fans is number 53, Eric Tyrone's the 6'1", 260-pound sophomore interior lineman on defense, uh, was the one shaken up on the play, but he comes 99% under his own power, under the watchful eye of the Goshen trainer and coach, Kyle Park, and now Mishawaka will go to work after that big run by Drew Mason. First and 10, and or let's call it first and goal to go from the 8. 18 ticks to go, so probably the final snap here in this opening period. Justin Fisher settles under center behind Tyler Ackerley. He will give the snap to fullback, Drew Mason. And Mason will push it inside the five down to the two for the final play of period number one. So 12 minutes are in the books here from Goshen High School's Foreman Field in this Class 5A sectional semifinal. And what is up for a North Lakes Conference Championship for this Mishawaka K-Band football program. Our score after one, K-Band 14, Redhawks no score. Second quarter action next at WSBT. We turn the page to quarter number two, along with Vince D'Addario. I'm Brian Miller, Mishawaka, 14-0 leaders. And they have the football now, second and goal to go from the Goshen two, looking to add to their two-touchdown advantage. Fisher taking the snap, turning, handing to the fullback, Drew Mason. And Mason with the hat trick. He's in for the score. Touchdown, Caveman. Well, you know, giving, giving him the top off there uh, is a great move by Mishawaka, letting him three touchdowns, well, I guess... We're one play into the second quarter, but uh, 104 yards, nine carries, three touchdowns for Drew Mason. Pretty, pretty solid day, but that was a quarter in a play. So, so 12 seconds or 12 minutes and three seconds, and now the point after conversion here for Mishawaka High with Connor George, who's nailed 11 PATs on the season. Mason Smith with a long snap, hold for Justin Fisher, and this kick is blocked, wobbled off of the knee or off of the uh, foot and then blocked by one of the Goshen defense. I don't think he hit it real cleanly, but either way, the point after conversion is failed. Yeah, so block, blocked by Braden Hinkle. Just underway here in period two, our score with 11.57 before halftime. Mishawaka 20, Goshen's Red Hawks no score. We're back after this timeout at 96-1. WSBT, the sports leader. The, the ensuing kickoff by Connor George of the Cavemen is a line drive that is fielded by the Red Hawks' Noah Alford and brings it straight up the gut past the 15 to the 20-25 and brought down just past the 30-yard line. So a nifty return by the Red Hawks sophomore Noah Alford on that kick return. Yeah, it was because he bobbled the kick at first. It was a line drive kick, but able to recover. And uh, by the time he picked up the ball, the Mishawaka defenders were already a little bit past him. Honestly, he was able to take advantage of that. And sometimes a little bobble, a little muff there at the beginning can do that for you. Great starting field position for Goshen. Shannon Atkins and Cameron Powell in on the special teams there for the K-Ben on that stop. First and 10. Red Hawks will go to work with Colin Turner, and he'll try to throw it on the little slant to the near right-hand side with Keenan Jewett and also Colin Lutz playing kind of free safety spots, and a defender chasing right along with the intended receiver, but it is incomplete. Again, intended here over the right side by the Red Hawks. That stops the clock. 11:44, early stages of period number two. 
And Mishawaka was bringing heat on that one, too. Outside blitz on both sides. Um, actually, Goshen was able to pick it up pretty well, but still had to get rid of the ball quickly. Seven-man front for the caveman D on second and ten. And pressure on Colin Turner. He breaks away just momentarily, and then he is ripped down to the 20-yard line. The second sack of the night for the caveman. Now, the ball came loose. But I don't think there's any question he was ruled down on the yeah. play. But the Cavemen record their second sack defensively on the evening. Yeah, I believe that was uh, Tyler Fair. And they are going to mark it at the 23-yard line. Tyler Fair with that sack, his second of this high school football season. And now Goshen facing, going the wrong way. Yeah, loss of eight there. Facing third and 18. Colin Turner, the senior quarterback with 950 yards coming in and seven touchdowns and just two interceptions out of 141 tosses. And as the quarterback draws, the shotgun comes directly to Turner, and Turner will spin his way forward, gets the lost yardage on the sack, plus about four more yards Number to boot out to the 28-yard line, but well short of the first down, picking up about seven on Number the play. So fourth down, actually about a five-yard pickup, but fourth down, and we'll call it 14. Fourth and 14 with 10.33 to go. And guess what? Punting time again for Goshen with Noah Alford. He's going to need to ice that leg even in the cold <laughs> weather. He's been a busy young man. 28-yard average with 29 punts on this high school football season. That is through six games for this Goshen squad. Good snap. Heavy pressure. Alford gets it away. It'll take a bounce right past midfield and out of bounds right around the 45-yard line. Mishawaka's two return men, Milan Burris and Chaz Hardy, could just hopeless or uh, helplessly watch it roll out of bounds. So at the 45, K-Men will get great field position. And they'll try to add their 20 to nothing lead. The first quarter plus has been the Drew Mason show here for Mishawaka with 104 yards and three touchdowns. Can't argue with those numbers. Uh, no, and the Mishawaka offense, I was actually going to bring this up in the last drive. You know, they're throwing the ball a little bit more. Uh, I think they're experimenting a little bit. Again, eyes towards the future, I think, is a very smart way to go about things for Mishawaka. Red Hawk defense right now with a six-man front. Now, Burris in motion, fullback blast one more time, and he surges straight up the gut past the 50 and into Red Hawk territory. Dropped around the 47-yard line. We'll call a pickup of eight. Just under the 10-minute mark here before halftime in our Mishawaka Education Halftime Report. We will have certainly scoring and statistics. Vince would look at all the numbers, and those are mounting for the K-Men with this 20 to nothing lead. <laughs> yes, they are. And here, here's a fun statistic for you. Uh, Justin Fisher has more passing yards than he does yards on the ground. 24 through the air, 22 on the ground. Burris in motion. Quarterback will step back and then take the sweep right. And he's dropped in his footsteps and in his tracks for no gain. Good pursuit there by the Goshen defense. And with no pickup on that play, it'll be third down. Third and two, Mishawaka, at the Goshen 47-yard line. Obviously right near midfield here with 9.13. And clock ticking here from Foreman Field. And I've got to say, what a beautiful, beautiful facility Man. here in the Maple City for Goshen. You are not kidding. We had a great view of the sunset off to our right. A beautiful brand-new facility. I think they just built this about a year ago. Uh, press box is beautiful. Everything about it is awesome. It'll be the inside fullback handoff. Fisher giving to Drew Mason, and Mason with a second effort will push it forward for the first down. He needed two, and they got about three. So first down for Drew Mason as the 
chains advance. The Cavemen will get another set of four downs. And that first down brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Kevin, proud to sponsor the Mishawaki Cavemen here on WSBT Radio. Along with Vince Daddario, I'm Brian Miller. Matt Embry at our halftime report will have a complete scoreboard update for high school football sectional Friday night action. On the U.S. Sidecrafter scoreboard on the quarterback keeper. Kind of a draw play, almost stepping back and stepping two and then sliding to the outside with a big hole over that right side. Jake Cmac uh, left uh, lots of real estate to uh, follow. And the quarterback keeper for Justin Fisher, and that's nine yards. It'll be second down. Well, and the reason for that step back, Brian, is he's waiting for the fullback to clear and then lead block for him. So this, the step back allows that. And then he's got another blocker in front of him. Nathan Watt has joined the party on the offensive line, setting up at left outside tackle right now. Two wings, two wideouts. Man in motion, that is Burris. Fisher back to pass, throws into a crowd, up and incomplete intended for Colin Hayes and a whole crowd of red jerseys defending on the play for Goshen. Hayes looking for his first reception of the season. And they just could not connect on that one a little bit overthrown. Well, and the, and the, the thing about the passing game out of the triple option like this, it's a one-read pass. I mean, it, he's going to throw it to the guy he's supposed to throw it to and that he's not going through any progressions or anything else. And, uh, you know, he threw it into double coverage. But uh, he threw it. He could tell it was double coverage, so he overthrew him so that it wouldn't be intercepted. Mishawaka facing third down and two. Quick snap from behind center. Handoff. This has been the bread and butter play to fullback Drew Mason, and he will push it off the right side and pick up what needed to be two, about four yards. And another K-band first down brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. In case you were not with us earlier, the winner of this game was to play the winner of Adams and Concord, but that, well, that finale has already been determined because Concord had to forfeit due to an outbreak of COVID-19 results and or testing. I don't have all the details, right. but unfortunately, Concord, the Minuteman season comes to a close via the forfeit. By the way, I understand it, and I'll get to it after this play. Fisher, near side, past the screen, caught by Devon Parker. Ooh. Parker, the 20, 15, down to the 10, 5, touchdown, caveman! Five red jerseys, and somehow Devon Parker weaved his way through the Red Hawk traffic and comes up with the fourth caveman score of the night. And on that catch, Devon Parker with his... Touchdown, reception number four on the season. Mishawaka ups the ante to 26 to nothing. Well, I'll tell you what, that was Mishawaka's version of an outside screen. They they brought the wing back, which I think was Burris, and he went in motion out this time, and he ends up being the lead blocker for uh, Devon Parker, and he takes that block, and he steps out of another tackle and then took it the rest of the way, 31 yards for that score. And Connor George will try the point after conversion, but he hits it well, but just outside the right upright, no good. So the caveman fail on their second PAT attempt on the night. That's the lone negative in yeah. this lead of 26-0. 7 8 to go before halftime. A wide right PAT gives the caveman the advantage. 26-0 over Goshen. Let's take a timeout. You're two with Indiana High School football sectional championship coverage here on the Sports Leader. 96-1 W... Along with Vince Tedario, I'm Brian Miller, back here at Fort Field in Goshen. Coming up at halftime, a complete update on the U.S. Sidecraft scoreboard with the one and only Matt Embry back at our WSBT studios. And he'll have some great sexual updates for us. some good games going on around the area, but some not-so-good results for some teams around our area. We'll get to those in just a moment. The line drive kick by Connor George is returned. 
Back past the 20, up to around the 25-yard line. Noah Alford's been a busy man with punting and secondary defense, and now a wideout and also a special teams return man. He will sleep well tonight, but right now his team needs to get a rally going. They're chasing a 26-0 deficit to the high-flying Mishawaki Cavemen. Winners of five games in a row, a 5-3 and three record, and it looks like the Cavemen are just starting to turn up the... Uh, the Sizzler a little bit here. They're playing really, really well. Shotgun snap. Kyle Turner steps back. Fires a laser over the middle. Pass is caught. Liam Deegan takes one heck of a hit by a caveman defender right at the 35-yard line. And there's a couple players very slow in getting up. One of those is Milan Burris for the Mishawaka Caveman. Well, I think he's the one that laid the hit, too. And uh, you, when you hit hard like that, you can take the brunt of it, and I think that's exactly what happened. So an injury timeout, which will give us an update or a chance to update some things on the U.S. Signcrafter scoreboard. So we mentioned before we went to the commercial break, this Adams-Concord game that was to be played tonight and uh, in Dunlap at Concord High School canceled due to COVID. Right. So with the forfeit win, South Bend John Adams awaits this winner, and if things continue as is, Mishawaka will go to school field to play the Eagles next Friday night, and of course we'll have the game here on WSBT. Great news for the Cayman, Milan Burris after getting shaken up on that great tackle on that pass catch by Liam Deegan for Goshen High School. He will walk off under his own power, but uh, I think he's seeing or feeling a few butterflies right now. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And it could have been, you know, a shoulder stinger, you know, it, when it's cold like this and you lay some wood like that, uh, sometimes not everything feels good when you get back up. So Colin Turner and his team not feeling good about a 26-0 deficit. They'll take the shotgun snap and the inside handoff goes to Quinn Bechtel. Bechtel breaks the tackle. Outside for the first down and more. Past the 40 to the 45 and wrestled out of bounds at midfield for a first down out to the 50-yard line right on the equator here at Foreman Field. And, and uh... Kanan Jewett eventually took him down, but uh, again, he's getting through the first and second wave of Mishawaka defenders. They're doing a good job with that draw play. Uh, Mishawaka is nice and spread out. They're not really bringing any heat right now, so it's just a three-man front, so lots of holes to run through. Noah Alford, Braden Hinkle, Liam Deegan among the receivers that are set up as wideouts left and right. Shotgun formation rolling out. Here comes pressure, and a sack by Aiden Hooten. Hooten with his second sack and a loss of yardage back to the 35-yard line. He came in untouched on the delayed blitz. And I'll tell you what, part, or Turner had no idea that Hooten was on his tail. That was a great job by Hooten. Aiden Hooten, the 5'10", 165-pound sophomore, entered action tonight with 39 tackle points, including 30 solo tackles. Three tackles for loss, now five tackles for loss after a couple of sacks tonight, which that is his third on the season. First and 22 now, or second and 22 rather for the Red Hawks. Back to pass, wide open over the middle. Deegan with the catch of the 40, tries to slide outside, but Devon Parker will have nothing with that as he takes him like a tackle dummy back to the 40-yard line and staples him on the turf here at Foreman Field. Well, and when you bring all your linebackers on pressure, which is exactly what they did, you leave that intermediate area wide open. Goshen did take advantage of it, but a great Great tackle by Parker in open field to make sure he doesn't pick up anything extra. That was a clinic video right there Man, on that tackle at that 505. 505 and counting before halftime. 26-0 Mishawaka with the lead and now in motion. Man out of the backfield is Bechtel. Shotgun will come to the naked backfield to only the quarterback, Colin Turner. He'll try a quarterback rush up the middle. 
And on third down and about 14, picks up only about two yards to make it fourth down and 12. And yes, punting time again for a very, very winded Noah Alford. He's doing everything he can back there, but uh, he's just not getting a whole lot of help from his offensive line. And, and Mishawaka is doing a really good job of disguising some blitzes and some pressures and coming from all over the place. So a timeout upcoming here for Goshen. They'll burn the timeout. And looking like they're going to go for it here on 4th and 12 right near midfield at the 427 mark in our first half of play. We're going to keep it right here. Let's recap some of those other scores tonight on the U.S. Signcrafter scoreboard. So we mentioned Adams advancing. They'll play the winner here next week in sectional championship play in Class 5A. Of course, a lot of eyes in this sectional on the other sectional that feeds into this Class 5A regional field. It's kind of a Doonland Conference of flavor with Michigan City and Valparaiso tonight playing at Valpo. Wolves are 4-2, Valpo 5-0. And the winner of that game would they to play the winner of one and eight Munster and or the Laporte Slicers. Laporte coming into that contest with a mark of three and six. Elsewhere in class six, eight tonight, Penn's at Chesterton. Elkhart is at Portage. An update for you in other sex, the 6A sectional action has in Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne Carroll leading Warsaw. 14-7 middle second wow. quarter. A couple of 4A scores for you on the road. South Penn St. Joe losing at Logansport 14 to nothing. Plymouth at home tonight versus Culver Academy. CMA with the lead on the Rockies, 7-0. Both those games are in the second period. Other Class 4A games tonight has East Noble at DeKalb. Northwood at Leo. Leo sent Northridge packing last week in Class 3. Marion up big at last report, 21-0 on Tippy Valley. And Jimtown still leads West Noble 10-zip in Bago Township. Those are updates on the U.S. Sidecrafter scoreboard. After the timeout, 4th and 12, sidearm toss over the middle. Pass caught by Hinkle. Hinkle breaks it has the first down. That's going to frustrate the K-Man defensive coaches because that play looked like it was going to be shut down for about, oh, maybe six yards shy of the first down, but a broken tackle. And now a penalty flag coming down very late on that uh, tackle. Well, he needed 12. He got 15, but let's see what this penalty is. I, I put my head down, so I didn't see any extracurricular activity. Mitchell Walker clapping. Uh, so you would assume that that's and been, now oh, wow. Tyler Fair like sportsmanlike conduct on Goshen. Wow. Now that's after. Now here's the thing, though. It's after the play. So the first so down. The first down counts. Uh, so they're going to move it back, and I believe it'll be first and ten from that spot. But let's see what happens. So they'll mark off the real estate. Again, the 15-yard penalty will take it from around the 35 back to the 50, actually. They mark it into Goshen territory at the 48, but it is first and 10. We've got 418 to go here in this first quarter, but a gutsy move there by Kyle Park and his Goshen Redskin, his Goshen Redhawk coaching staff. <laughs> well, they only made that change January 1st, 2016. I'm a slow learner. It's only taken a while, so we'll see. So they're, they're trying... So. Just to let everybody know what's going on, officials just called timeout. I think they're trying to decide, okay, should this be first and 25 well, or should this be first and 10? Here's the here's the situation. You have first and 25 with the yard markers. Right. But you have first and 10 <laughs> on the scoreboard. Right. So they're going to send a message, dial a prayer up to the press box to figure out what they should. Now the scoreboard gets in sync with the chain gang, Uh huh. and it is first and 25 from yes. the Goshen 48. Tough. After that penalty, and now here comes the blitz. Airing it out. Uh -oh. Turner, downfield, has a man, but it is just underthrown, incomplete, as Liam Deegan had two, count of two, came at secondary man beat 
but the ball just slightly underthrown, and Deegan couldn't put the reverse Man. lights on to catch it. It's incomplete. It's too wide open. Caveman <laughs> dodge a huge break or get a huge break and dodge Man. the bullet. Too wide open because, uh, and, and honestly, Turner threw that is a prayer. I mean, he was off his back foot because it was four cavemen in front of him. He just chucked it up there, and he had a man wide open, almost too open, I guess. Liam Deegan's longest catch prior on the season was 27 yards, and that would have been about double that. And now before the next snap, which is second and 25, a stoppage in play, and it's a false start. Penalty on so second start. penalty on this Oof. possession for Goshen. Second and 30. Is going to cost them five more yards of real estate. And at four minutes to go before halftime, now Goshen will face second down in 30 from their own 43. Man, if you're a Goshen fan, you go from picking up a big first down to the unsportsmanlike. good. Yeah, absolutely. Then you get the unsportsmanlike. Then you have a chance at pretty much a walk-in touchdown on that pass, and now you get another penalty. You're sitting at second and 30. That's so hard. Man in motion, looking left. Turner coming back to the near right on the little cut-in is Deegan with a great move as he slips through a couple of defenders and then runs up the field past the midfield stripe and gets yardage out to the 48-yard line, picking up about eight yards on the play. But instead of uh, what would be a play like that would near the first down mark, remember you're playing on a third and 30 play. <laughs> That's correct. And now it's second and third. And now it's it's third and twenty-one. So they were able to pick up a third of it. Unfortunately, they still got twenty-one to go. Three twenty-two. Clock ticking here in our second period. Mishawaka leading twenty-six nothing. Shotgun snap. Turner back to pass with pressure. Flushed out. Cuts left. Cuts right. Back towards the middle. He is sacked for no gain. Number nine. Aaron Frailing coming up from the bottom of the pile along with caveman defender Max McCola and cut. In the neighborhood for Mishawaka. Stops the clock at 3.08 to Mishawaka. go as Goshen now will Mishawaka come to the sideline. Mishawaka took a timeout. K-Bell will burn a timeout. So let's take a break as well here on the radio with our score. Mishawaka 26 and Goshen's Red Hawks no score. Three minutes, eight ticks to go before halftime. Let's break for this on WSBT. Back here with a little ACDC. Caveman, the electric here in the early going with two Mason, three touchdowns to lead the way early. 26 nothing leaders. A couple of other updates on the U.S. Signcrafter scoreboard. Let's check out Class 6A at Portage. The Indians, late first quarter, lead Elkhart 14 to 12. And Chesterton has a home lead on the Penn Kingsman. The Trojans lead 7-0 over Penn. Again, that is in period number two. After the defensive timeout, fourth and 21. Back to pass. Turner flushed out. Men downfield and a wide open man along the sideline. The pass is caught, and it's going to be very close to a first down. It will be a first down by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. But uh, he didn't catch the ball, but Braden Hinkle did. Man. And that was a great job of airing it out and avoiding defenders by Colin Turner for Goshen. Oh, no. Everything. A holding against Goshen. (laughs) The third. Actually, the fourth penalty oh. in this possession, shooting the Hawks in the foot. And they're going to take it back the other way. Man, that's just heartbreaking. What a play by Turner to pick up that first down. I mean, he was able to evade some pressure. It was a three-man rush by Mishawaka, able to get out of it. And that, oh, my, that's, I feel so bad for them right now. So fourth down and about 30. 
Actually, 38. I was going to say, it's fourth, uh, it was fourth and 33. Uh. <laughs> okay, scoreboard yeah. a little off. And a high snap over the head of the punter, and he will dive on it inside the 20-yard line as the caveman will take advantage of the special team's blunder again by Goshen. Well, and you want you, you said it was again by Goshen. Last time there was a bad snap. Mishawaka takes over on their own 18-yard line. Guess what? The ball's on the 18-yard line, so is going to have great field position once again inside the red zone with 2 minutes and 35 seconds to go before the half. Goshen by far with their lengthiest possession of this football game and really... If you erase the penalties, oh. had a marvelous drive and did a lot of great things there, in particular the passing game. But penalties have absolutely destroyed Goshen's momentum here in this second quarter surge as they try to bounce back. And now down 26 nothing. We'll have to lace up the defensive shoes even tighter as Mishawaka will go to work trying to add to this four-score advantage. Fisher, toss sweep. Jazz Hardy with the blocker. Burris with the blocking, and the run right there, actually, Chaz Hardy inside the 10-yard line, dives forward for a pickup of about nine. Yeah, it looks like they're going to give him the nine-yard line, so nine-yard gain by Hardy. It was good blocking out there by Mishawaka on the outside. Well, Milan Burris with some great yeah, blocks. no doubt about it. So clock at 2.10 to go before half. And the cavemen now inside the 10-yard line, facing second down, second and two. Obviously, they can pick up a first down before getting into the end zone. Fisher now under center with the fullback, Drew Mason, right in his shadow behind. They'll give it that way. No, actually, a fake that way. Penalty flag down as then Fisher follows Mason on the lead blocking. There is a penalty marker on the field. And again, penalty flags flying all over the place, and you're going to anticipate probably a hold. And that's what I would say is, oh, personal foul, personal chop block. Chop block, caveman. So we've had some big penalties against Goshen, and now Mishawaka trying to return the favor. Now it's tough. That's a 15-yarder, Brian, so that's going to really push him back. And now not only are you facing the yardage issue, but you're also facing the clock. The official in stereo right in between offensive lineman Jason DeWilkins and Nathan Watts. So he was probably explaining what he saw. And uh, certainly that offensive line has been spectacular this year, but gets slapped with that penalty. And you heard a bit of a, uh, a sarcastic <laughs> cheer there by some Goshen fans uh, because the penalty was finally called on Mishawaka. Wide out Devon Parker to the far right. Wide out left side is Colin Hayes. Little toss, near side, Milan Burris gets a block, shake it, bake it to 15, to the 10, cuts back inside, dives to the end zone, touchdown, Mishawaka! Wow, run by Burris, I'll Milan tell you what. Milan Burris. Man, that was a great block on the outside, number one, and number two, he didn't have to go out of bounds, that's the thing, he could have gone out of bounds to preserve the clock, tippy-toed the sideline, dove for the pylon, that was a heck of a run by number 10 and White. 22-yard run by Milan Burris, the 5'10 junior. That touchdown, his first via the rush this season. And now a point after conversion. This has been the problematic spot for the cavemen tonight here in this kicking game. Connor George, the right-footed soccer-style kicker, will launch this one up and is just outside that right upright. Yeah, he pushed it the same exact way. Uh, now, honestly, the laces were towards him, but 
If you're kicking an extra point, it shouldn't matter a whole lot, but he's pushed him the last two to the right. Just outside yeah. the right upright. So the point after conversion fails, but the big touchdown run for six more points by Milan Burris makes the score. Mishawaka 32, Goshen nothing. A minute 20 to go before halftime. We'll take a timeout. We're back after this on WSBT. Welcome back to Foreman Field and coverage of high school football powered by Midland Engineering. High school football, Mishawaka caveman style. And if you're a caveman fan, you got to feel good. Your club's up 32-0 with a minute 20 here before halftime. And now the caveman will kick it away after that touchdown that gave them this current advantage of 32-zip. The 22-yard run by Milan Burris. Drew Mason's had three scores of his own tonight, and Devon Parker with a catch and touchdown via the passing game. And now this kick, it is fielded back around the five-yard line, brought forward across the near sideline. There by the Red Hawks and Noah Alford, and Alford brings it out past the 20 to the 25. Did I see a penalty flag go down? Yes, you did, and I think it was late. That was from way back away from where all the activities were. That official was probably 15 yards away from everyone, so it had to be really blatant. Yeah. So the officials will try to well, sort things out, and we'll get you a couple of other high school football updates. Currently with sectional semifinal play, we have Pioneer in Class 2A down at LaVille leading the Lancers 22-6 at halftime. Also at halftime in Class 3A, Jimtown. The Jimmies leading the West Noble Chargers 17-0. We invite you to stay tuned halftime. Matt Emery with a complete update for us on the U.S. Signcrafters scoreboard. And Dean Huppert's going to be by in just a few moments to talk with longtime Mishawaka principal. That'll be Jerome Calderoni, now member of the oh, School City of Mishawaka Brass in the Human Resources Department. And he certainly had his hands with COVID-19. And a Red Hawk penalty that has been a parade of yellow hankies here over the last five or six minutes, truly for both schools. Yeah, you're not kidding. So the, the penalty on the kickoff was against Mishawaka. It's called a personal foul. So it puts the ball at the 39. And then five-yard penalty on a false start by Goshen. High snap. Colin Turner takes it, looks right, goes left, throws it underneath coverage, and it goes incomplete. Intended out of the backfield for Quinn Bechtel, the sophomore running back. Incomplete. Stops the clock at a minute nine to go before half. Cabin will get the ball to start the second half as well. That's right. So the Red Hawks will get back to the line of scrimmage, facing second and 15. Of course, penalized a few moments ago, that extra five. High shotgun snap, good save. Inside handoff to Bechtel, there's nothing there. Great, great interior pursuit by Mishawaka defensively. Tyler Fair and Aiden Hooten leading the way. Tanner Parmalee in the neighborhood, and we will have a timeout taken on the field. A defensive timeout. K-Men are hoping to get the ball back. Yeah. So second and 18, a timeout, K-Ben. So we'll take a break as well with Mishawaka leading here on the road at Goshen's Foreman Field, 32-0. We'll be back after this on WSBT. Hey, if you're looking for a real estate agent, you want someone experienced to help you every step of the way, the agents at Remax 100 have done this a million times. Call 255-5858. 255-5858, REMAX 100, each office individually owned and operated. After the timeout, defensively, shotgun snap, Turner breaks three, 
from one, and now two tacklers, but on third effort, he is sacked short of the line of scrimmage. Caveman pressure by Bo Brown. Well, and I tell you what, that uh, that was a really impressive job by Bo Brown because he missed the sack at first. He swung and missed. And <laughs> got up and got the sack. That's got, called sack of effort. Yeah, Although he only, gets, he only gets one tackle credited on that. That is very true. Bo and Brown's second th sack of the season. There's another flag on the play, by the way. So the yellow hanky parade. Sideline warning on you know the team, a, You know a good dry cleaner anywhere near Goshen. We might need to take the uh, <laughs> officials' flags and have them cleaned, pressed, and properly dry cleaned after this they have been on a laundry parade here in the second well quarter. luckily that one doesn't uh hurt the cavemen because it's just a sideline warning on the far side of the field got a 28 seconds here in this first half the shawaka 32 nothing leaders and the play clocks at seven seconds now goshen's being smart here they're going to run it all the way down and call timeout and the clock at 14 seconds as the play clock expires. And now a timeout taken on the field. Let's take another break. We're nearing halftime. And our WSBT radio halftime report from the Mishawaka Education Foundation. But we'll have scores and statistics and much, much more. But let's take a timeout with our score. Mishawaka 32, Goshen no score. High school football is yours on WSBT. Wrapping things up here in our first half, 14 seconds in period at number two from beautiful Goshen High School's Foreman Field with Vince D'Addario. I'm Brian Miller. Glad to have you with us for high school football here on the radio from WSBT. Did you make that noise? I did. I'm dropping stuff over here. I'm all over the place. All right. So <laughs> back in punt formation. Heavy rush. This ball is squibbed off the side of the foot of punter. Noah Alford, so obviously no return as the ball goes out of bounds, just shy of midfield. They're going to mark it at the 46-yard line, so just three seconds tick off the clock during that punt. Mishawaka is going to get the ball back for the final 11 seconds of the half, and they'll have one more stab at either put the ball in the end zone, which would, and if you say, well, why would they do that? Well, if you get the score to 35-0 or greater, it becomes a running clock. That's right. and uh, So there is motivation there. There's absolute motivation here. And, you know, I'm selfish, and I'd like to see a pass here, and here's why. Justin Fisher has 55 yards passing. Colin Turner has 61. He could actually be the leading passer at halftime for the first time probably ever in Mishawaka <laughs> since Mishawaka went to this offense. Now, now, now. I'm just saying, I, I'm like I said, I'm being selfish. Colin Hayes wide left, Devon Parker wide right. They're going to go Parker's way on the hook and ladder. Little toss behind him. That was Drew Mason, and Mason runs up the far sideline and run out of bounds to the 20-yard line. Gain of 26, and Parker, or check that, Mason gets out of bounds at two seconds in the half. So nicely thrown ball by Justin Fisher. That statistically probably met your goal. Yeah, That's man. I'm telling you. See, I told you. And I love the hook and ladder is just a classic play for Mishawaka. They've been running that since the the Bart Curtis days. They would always do that at the end of a half. Keep going. It's well, there you go. They're notorious for the end of the half scoring and then getting the ball to begin the second half. Cavemen are going to line it up for a field goal here. Connor George, who has struggled with the point after conversions, now will try a. 
with the ball setting at the 30-yard line. Snap is good. The hold is there. The distance is just short and slightly wide to the right as we close out play in our first half. Connor George attempting the 39-yard field goal, and the first half comes to a conclusion, and the Cavemen with an impressive first 24 minutes of football here on the road in this Class 5A sectional semifinal, and a game that is hoping to determine a, a conference championship, a share of that NLC championship with the Warsaw Tigers, this game also counting in Northern Lakes Conference standings because... Goshen and Mishawaka were canceled due to COVID-19 concerns back on September the 4th. But here we are at halftime. And just around the corner, our WSBT radio halftime report, powered by the Mishawaka Education Foundation. Our score at the break, Mishawaka 32, Goshen no score. As we mentioned a few moments ago, we will have scoring and statistics and thoughts from the one and only Vince D'Addario. We'll have a scoreboard update on the U.S. Signcrafter scoreboard with Matt Embry. And in just a few moments, Dean Humpert will stop by, the director of athletics for the school city of Mishawaka, and he will visit with Jerome Calroni. All that on the way, but first this time out, as our halftime report nears, Mishawaka at the break, leads Goshen 32-0. You're two with Indiana High School football on 96-1 WSBT. As we turn the page to quarter number three, I'm Brian Miller. We're glad to have you with us here for high school football and sectional semifinal play. And the cavemen will hope to take care of business. The first 24 minutes were a successful mission on the road here at Foreman Field. They will hope to continue their winning ways. And Goshen with a squib kick that will bounce high on the turf. Squib around the 35 down inside the 30. And it will be dove on and saved by the cavemen on special teams there by number 44, Chase Gooden, starting junior varsity sophomore fullback, also on the depth chart behind Drew Mason, and a special teamer with part of the good hands team in there, but gets that bouncing squib kick. And downs it officially at the 28-yard line for no return, but Mishawaka with nice field position, looking to maybe add to this 32-0 lead with the, uh, you know, would always be good to add to your advantage. Maybe get a continuous clock going. And uh, K-Men are going to go to work now. And the aforementioned Chase Gooden is starting at fullback in the second half. Now, Drew Mason, we'll talk about him in just a few moments, had a great first half. And the fake to the fullback, quarterback keeper on the follow play. And Justin Fisher will blast off right tackle and pick up about four, maybe yeah, four yards. So second down and six. The last play, uh, the last uh, uh, official drive for the Cavemen on that hook and ladder play, Mason was bumped out of bounds and maybe a little shook up. Yeah. And uh, well, he went all the way onto the track uh, on that tackle, uh, which is probably I don't know three four yards outside the out of bounds area. And yeah, he came up a little, you know, a little shaken up. Chase Gooden, the 5'8 sophomore, with his fifth rush of the season, runs off left tackle and is able to net about three, maybe four yards to make it third down, third and a long two, or third and a short three, the way it came in with it in the opening minute of our third quarter, leading Goshen here at Foreman Field, 32 to nothing. And just to put a bow on uh, Drew Mason, 
no sense in putting him in the game right now. If he's a little bit shaken up, there's no sense in putting him in in the second half. Let Chase Gooden get some reps. Connor Addison in motion from the wing position, the inside handoff to Chase Gooden, and Gooden will push it forward to the 41-yard line and advance the chains as he picks up a caveman first down. Presented by Kevin Putz and first Midwest Mortgage. Good start for the caveman here on this opening drive of period number three. Again, leading things 32 to nothing. Caveman netted 14 points, scoring in the first quarter 18, so good consistency in period number two. Wonder what the topics of discussion were, were uh, from this caveman coaching staff in the uh, locker room. Shotgun snap, back to pass, throwing far left. Justin Fisher overleads the target. That would be far wide out. Colin Hayes, the intended receiver, incomplete. That was a nice little double move by Hayes on the outside. He had his defender beat. Uh, but Fisher just put it a little bit too out far in front of him. Uh, probably has to remember that's not Devon Parker running out there. Can't uh, lead him by quite that much. So incompleted pass. Stops the clock at 10-17 here in period three. Second and 10 came in from the Mishawaka 39. In between the hash marks is where the football will lie. Tyler Ackley will settle in at center. Behind him is quarterback Justin Fisher. Handoff. No, the fake to Gooden. Good fake there by the sophomore. And the quarterback keep on the read. And he will spin outside right and then cut up the middle for a pickup of four. Third and six. Third and six on that carry by the caveman on first down. Up front, though, for the caveman, we mentioned this offensive line that has gotten better and better and better under the flexbone offense. And... Offensive coordinator Kyle Shaw, Tyler Ackerley at center, the six foot, 230 pound senior. Fellow seniors Jason DeWilkins and Jaden Semack are the guards. Dawson Nowacki and Ethan Nowacki are sophomores and seniors, respectively, in the Nowacki dynamic duo. And the crisscross and decisions play on the deep handoff to Chase Hardy. And Chaz Hardy will push it past midfield, needing six, got about seven, just past midfield for another Mishawaka first down, brought to you by Kevin Putson, first Midwest Mortgage. Yeah, it was a nice, uh, nice play right there. They were keying on the fullback, and that's right when you want to give it uh, on the counter play to Chaz Hardy. It was a uh, good job of getting up there, getting just enough, one extra yard for the first down. Caveman with Lucas Yohe. And Cole Enyard into the lineup on the depth chart as far as the wideouts are concerned. Each left and right, respectively. Hardy in motion. Deep handoff. It'll be the fullback. And Gooden will push his way forward out from the 50 to the 45. A pickup of five. Mishawaka moving the chain. Second down and five at 8.52 and counting. Here in period number three. Came in holding on to this lead. They will head to school field in South Bend next Friday night for a Class 5A sectional championship battle. Versus longtime NIC rival South Bend Adams. From the 45, under center, Fisher, hands, Gooden, blast, straight center field, and gets the first down out to the 40 yard line. Needed five, got five, and another first down as they'll advance the chains by Kevin Butts. Uh, first Midwest Mortgage, proud to sponsor our first downs all season long. Yeah, nice, consistent five yards of carry right now for Gooden. I mean, that, that's exactly what you want. because That's if, easy math for you, too. You're not way. wrong. Because uh, if, if you're Mishawaka, look, do you want to get up to 35 because you want to get that running clock, of course. But running the ball gets that clock running anyway. Nice, long, methodic drive. You really don't want to uh, tick off more than about three to five yards. And now Fisher with a deep handoff on the sweep from the 
wing right. It is Chaz Hardy outside on that sweep past the 35 to the 33-yard line. And Hardy on second and 10. Picking up about eight yards. Or check that on first and 10. Picking right. up about eight yards. My apologies. So second down and short yardage for the cavemen and offensive coordinator's dream, as we say. <laughs> when you have short yardage, one, two, or three yards on second down. Especially when you're running an offense like this where you're almost guaranteed to pick up three to five yards on a fullback carry up the middle. You can kind of get creative here uh, on second and short. Cavemen will line it up. With a wing left and right, crisscross the backs. This time, the deep handoff to Milan Burris, or check that to Connor Addison, rather. And Addison pushes forward past the 25 to the 24-yard line. Of course, Addison early in the season was a starting halfback with Milan Burris to spell Addison some energies and uh, abuse in that uh, two-way role. Yeah. Chaz Hardy was inserted uh, at the Plymouth game into the combination and it's pretty much been the rotation with Hardy on offense and Addison on defense, but good to see Connor Addison, the 6'2 senior, getting a carry right there for some nice yardage and another Mishawaka first down brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage at the Goshen 24-yard line, now first and 10. Hardy in motion. Handoff. It is Fisher to Chase Gooden. The 5'8 sophomore busts straight forward and just shy of the 20-yard line. Tripped up just shy of that paint. Almost said chalk, but there's no chalk on no, this field. No, there's not. Spoken like a true baseball fan or a softball coach. <laughs> That's right, right. right. Lots of chalk. Although we have seen more artificial turf this year than I bet I can ever remember as far as football. We have seen a yeah. lot of games in the Northern Lakes Conference played on turf. We've seen some beautiful, beautiful facilities on our uh, coverage of road games here on WSBT, and certainly have enjoyed being with you on Friday nights here at six minutes to go, third quarter, Mishawaka lead 32 zip on the march. Fisher faked the fullback blast to Gooden, and he will keep it himself on the curl and takes it up the middle out to the 16-yard line. A game of about four. It'll be third down, Mishawaka. Here, I thought, I thought you were going to say, sorry about that. I, I thought you were going to say you're, you're running into uh, a lot of artificial turf on the softball field. We will be. We will be. I know Northridge with an incredibly no. beautiful facility. No doubt. That will be playing on turf this year. They, of course, are Lady Cavemen. Well, and thanks to uh, going out to Northridge a couple of weeks ago. Got to know the athletic director, and <laughs> my baseball team will be going uh, to Northridge as well. Are, are you working on any home games out there for Riley? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> Hand off on first and ten, and the caveman get it out to the 11-yard line. Another advancing of the chains brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Caveman is very satisfied, chewing the clock, moving the chains, advancing, trying to add to their 32-0 lead. We're at five minutes to go, just over five minutes here in period number three. We're actually playing Mishawaka at home, so there you go. There you go. Cavemen are coming to visit the Wildcats, so we're excited about that. We want to keep that relationship with Mishawaka. It is handoff. Chase Gooden outside to the goal line, and he'll spin in for a Mishawaka score. Chase Gooden on the 11-yard plunge with his first varsity touchdown, and that will increase the caveman advantage up six more to make it 38 to nothing. Chase Gooden off right tackle. And that's got to feel good for that 10th grader. Yeah, no doubt about it. It was a nice, it was a great fullback run, too, because he bounced off a couple of potential tacklers and took one into the end zone with him uh, for that 11-yard score. That was a nice run by the young man. 
Point after conversion now, Isaac Valdez will try the right toe. Low snap, picked up by Justin Fisher. He will sprint, and then he will just spike the football as there was no options, and the two-point conversion has failed. <laughs> no sense in taking those, hit, those extra hits. No abuse needed with this score at 38-0. So the conversion is failed. Timeout on the field. We have 428 to go third quarter in our score. Mishawaka 38, Goshen no score. Sectional semifinal action is yours here on WSBT. Along with Vince Tadario, I'm Brian Miller. 38-0 Cavemen adding six to their 32-0 halftime advantage. Chase Gooden. Impressive drive for that young man on that uh, set of possessions. Got some great carries and also saw some good offensive movement there. Uh, Connor Addison with a big carry. Chaz Hardy with some rushing plays. And uh, a very efficient offensive possession. Added six more to their lead. Again, 38-zip Mishawaka. Yeah, six carries for 32 yards by Gooden on that drive. Now Connor George will pound the pigskin back. And it will get in between two return men. And it was a total miscommunication between those two, Braden Hinkle and Noah Alford. And they both ran up on it. <laughs> I think both called it, and it was sailed right between them and went fortunately for Goshen. Yeah, very in the fortunately. So Goshen, the Red Hawks, Colin Turner and company offensively will go to work with this pass-happy attack. Looking to put some points on the board. A club that averages 16 points a game through their Northern Lakes Conference schedule. Their slate that was 0-5 this year. Shotgun snap off a little veer pass to the right-hand side. Slipping and falling down as the receiver. But Liam Deegan caught the football for a gain of about three. K-Man secondary right there for the stop. Milan Burris on the tackle. 3-33, third quarter. Here are the trays are wild. 38-0 Mishawaka advantage. And Dave, unless the wheels completely come off the bus, will be moving on to a sectional championship next Friday night at School Field in South Bend against longtime NIC rival South Bend Adams. Inside fake of the handoff, keeper, and on second effort, almost like a quarterback draw, Colin Turner scrambling for his dear life, pushes it forward to the 30, check that to the 25-yard line for a gain of about a yard. One yard. And uh, that he was a lot of work. About 14. I was going to say, it was a massive he, scramble. Yeah, he was able to get out of the arms of a Mishawaka defender uh, to avoid the sack and did a lot of hard, good running to pick up that one yard. A lot of north-south running, but unfortunately yes. the field's going east and west. That's true. So, third and six, Red Hawks at 240, third quarter. They will employ five wideouts, three to the left, two to the far right. Shotgun snap. Turner back to pass. Fires over the middle. Passes caught by Bechtel. Bechtel's 45 50. 40, 30, one man to beat. He's wrestled down from behind. A touchdown saving tackle by the K-Men's Kenny Jewett. Kenny Jewett with a great hustle play after getting the pass completion right in the kind of the sliver between the defenders there. But Jewett showed his speed and was able to catch up to save that touchdown. That would have put the Red Hawks on the board. Instead, it's first and ten. And that first down brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage, two minutes to go, third quarter. Yeah, big 54-yard gain there for Goshen. By far their longest play of the game, and it was just a great read by Turner to see Bechtel going right over the middle. Turner inside handoff. It'll be Ruben Lopez, another sophomore, getting some 
quality minutes for the Red Hawks, and he is shut down for maybe a couple of inches of real estate. Number 40, Gavin on the Actually, a loss on the play where they say that he's marked down at the 24-yard line. It'll be second and 12 at a minute 22 to go here in our third quarter. Mishawaka in the driver's seat in this Class 5A sectional semifinal battle. 38 zip. Back to pass. Turner looking left, going left. Has his man. It is Hinkle. And Hinkle right out of bounds right around the 15-yard line for a pickup of about nine. Once again, Turner has some great mobility and also has a very, very strong throwing arm. Oh, he absolutely does. He's able to hit those uh, those outs, uh, which is one of the tougher throws to make. And I, he was on the right hash and was able to throw that ball all the way to the left side of the field. I mean, he, he's got some power behind his arm. Four wide outs, two left, two right, looking left, firing left. He'll throw the laser beam right over the left side on the slant, and Noah Alford catches it and heads in for a Goshen score. As the clock continues to roll with the yep. running clock. Well, that shows the, the arm strength right there of Turner because he fit that into a very small window. It was on a rope to uh, Alford. That, that was a beautiful throw and catch. So point after conversion now. The Red Hawks, will they go for two or are they going to go for the... It looks like they're going for two, Brian. Their kicker, Isaac Sawatsky, is 13 for 13 on the season in conversion kicks. So what happens if the clock runs out here? They just get, they're still going to... Okay. So they, clock, clock reads zero, by the way, but they're still going to go for the point after. Because the score actually took place around 32 seconds on the clock, but with the running clock, it continues. It runs down. They're, they're stopping it. And now the officials are pointing to the scoreboard. But well, they only waited about 30 seconds after it had stopped. I don't get that because unless somebody called a timeout, why are they not letting them run the point after? That takes us to the end of the third that's, that's not what you're supposed to do. That's a continuation of a scoring play. You don't switch sides of the field for the extra point. Oh, that The conversion should have taken place. <laughs> then you go to the quarter break. But either way, Absolutely. we are going to a quarter break. Fourth quarter just around <laughs> the corner with our score. Mishawaka 38. Goshen 6. It's Indiana High School football. Mishawaka <laughs> K-Band style here on WSBT. We turn the page to quarter number four. Along with Vince Scenario, I'm Brian Miller. And the two-point conversion now after we have the quarter end on what should have been a continuation conversion. But going for two were the Goshen Redhawks. And on the little pitch sweep, two Quinn Bechtel, who's also thrown the ball a couple of times this year. Uh, in fact, four out of eight, and he completed that pass, but his quarterback unable to get into the end zone. Colin Turner was to be the recipient on that little throwback pass on the two-point try, which is no good. K-man defense up with a stop just at the goal line. So, time out of the field, 11.45 to play here in period four. The clock does stop as we have the exchange, and then it will continue. But it's 38-6. There's mass confusion, Vince. I'm trying to be nice. 38-6 <laughs> is our score. And, uh, hey, let's get a couple of updates for everyone on the U.S. Signcrafter scoreboard. These two sectionals, or these two sectional games, rather, feed into what would be this sectional regional pairing. What I'm saying is Adams obviously is advanced with a forfeit win over Concord due to COVID-19. Mishawaka, Curley, these cavemen leading 38-6 with 11.45 to play. Now, 
in the other sectional in Class 5A that pairs up with ours for the upcoming regional in sectional number 9. Michigan City and Valpo duking it out in Valparaiso. Second quarter, Vikings lead the Wolves 3 to nothing. Wow. A field goal is all that has been mustered offensively between those two schools. And over at Kiwanis Field in Laporte, the Slicers lead Munster 14 nothing. So very well could be an all-NLC or NIC or try getting an all-Doolin Conference final there. And certainly a couple of old NIC rivals are looking like they're going to get together next week here for this sectional 10 championship. Meanwhile, the follow-up kick, the ensuing kick by Castillo for Goshen is fielded by Mishawaka and then down by the caveman at the 15-yard line. They opt not to return the kick. They down the ball at the 15-yard line, and now we'll take the football. That was Justin Fisher, by the way. There was the deep man for Mishawaka because Mishawaka had their hands team out, assuming it was going to be an onside kick. Cavemen are going to go to their younger squad right now with Bean Smith. Six-foot, 155-pound sophomore. He will be taking the snaps from center. As Keith Kinder and the K-Bag coaching staff will be clearing the bench on the handoff. It'll be fullback blast for Chase Gooden. And Bean Smith got a welcome card from a Goshen defender right there who came through and blasted Smith to the ground. Alex Parga, 5'5", 185-pound sophomore, came in and uh, gave Bean Smith a calling card on that first snap that he took. <laughs> And uh, welcome to sectional football, Mr. Smith. So second and eight gain on Gooden's carry, who had a touchdown run earlier to start this third quarter. And now here, early stages of quarter number four, Mishawaka leading 38-6 after the Goshen touchdown on that pass play. They with the inside handoff will again go to Chase Good. He'll push it out past the 20 to the 22 for a gain of five. Very manageable third and three here for Mishawaki, even though it's the guys with all the clean shirts on. Now, here's a question for you. Talking earlier this week and doing some research, and I tried to do some digging to maybe get an honest answer on this. Okay. But I never I never could get the honest answer, or maybe nobody willing to give me the honest answer. Okay? We'll, we'll, we'll continue after this. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I'm okay. intrigued. Smith will settle under center. Third and three cavemen. At the 22, Bean Smith calls his own number, and number seven with a penalty flag flying from deep in the backfield out past the 25 to the 26 for enough yardage for a first down. But again, the penalty flag on the play. Let's see what the real estate will be telling us. I think it's a penalty against Mishawaka, but we'll wait and see. All right. Okay, so to that story. Goshen has played football since the late 1800s. Mishawaka has played football since 1902. Cavemen have won 646 games, lost 353. Goshen has won 540, lost 520. And uh, the Red Hawks, or the Redskins, back in the day had 47 ties. Mishawaka has had 34 ties. So 1,100 games for Goshen, 1,033. There's been 53 of them played between the two schools. Okay. But what I'm trying to find out is Smith under center waiting for the play clock to tick away at 12 seconds on the play clock and 8.17 on the game clock. Came in in the driver's seat, 38-6. Dean Smith, handoff up the middle. I believe Chase Gooden in the pile. 
and he will surge forward. And Chase good for a pickup of about six yards. Caveman on the depth chart with Ethan Holterman out there right now on the offensive line. Tanner Klein. And also Garrett Ginter taking over at center. Sophomore, so good to see some of these cavemen youngsters to get some playing time. But my question's this. Okay. Goshen and Mishawaka played numerous games that we mentioned tonight's what? Game 54. They had their first match in 1904. Wow. Goshen's won 13, Mishawaka's won 38. Their first win was in 1916. Handoff, blasting off right tackle, and a few yards there for, again, Chase Gooden. And the caveman surged forward for about two more yards. But so, again, 1916, the first Mishawaka win. Uh, they had a stretch of time with 13 wins in a row in this series from 1933 to 1945. Obviously, Goshen and Mishawaka were at one time members of the Northern Indiana Conference together. I did not know and that. Goshen became a member of the Northern Lakes Conference in 1976. There's been two ties in this series. They didn't play for whatever reason in 1951, 54, 57, 58, and 63. However, as he pauses for this third and sixth play, clock on the continued move, 6.45 to go, and Bean Smith's handoff to Chase Gooden, and he'll surge forward on the third and sixth play for about a two-yard pickup, just shy of the 40-yard line. It'll be fourth down caveman. So, at a point of time, and let me dig my other note here, there was some coach here at Goshen High School who coached against Mishawaka in 1969, 68, 68, 69, and 70, and beat Mishawaka in 1970. That would be Bill Doba. And then Bill Doba left and came to Mishawaka as a head football coach and obviously had some pretty darn good success. <laughs> Bill Doba was from 70, from 67 to 70 at Goshen. He was 15-23-1. Mishawaka, by the way, fourth and three here, facing putt formation, and now a delay of game penalty against the caveman. Doba is the seventh of 19 coaches all-time in Goshen history. When Doba came to Mishawaka in 1971, he was there from 71 to 76. Obviously, he had a pretty good college career, did a lot of great things. Won 45 games at Mishawaka High, lost just 15, had one tie. Was a uh, head coach that led his squad to the 1974 Class 3A state runner-up position. But my question... I'm still waiting for it. I know, sorry. Okay. Long, long build-up. <laughs> Mishawaka and Goshen did not play from the time Doba left... Fair catch called on the short punt. Ball is fumbled away and recovered by Caden Jewett and the Mishawaki Caveman. Great punt by Connor George. That ball got up into a swirling wind, and it was kind of taken on a short hop. Bobbled, fumbled, and Mishawaka has recovered the football. A heady play on special teams on George's punt and Caden Jewett's recovery. So Mishawaka will get the ball, kind of like a long pass play, yeah. at the 36-yard line. But from 1971 till 2002, Mishawaka and Goshen didn't play. Was that the Bill Doba factor? It might have been. Or were there other factors? Maybe he didn't want to play his old school, you know. Or maybe someone at Goshen wasn't very happy well, he left. there's that too, you know. But I thought that was quite interesting, doing some uh, detailed research this past year. That is week. very detailed, I'll give you that. Pitch outside. It is Connor Putts. And he will sweep to the outside right and push it out past the 35-yard line for a gain of a couple. Second down. We're at 4.14 to play here in this fourth quarter. A continuous clock with Mishawaka leading 38-6. They will advance 
with two types of wins tonight. Yeah. It only counts for one win on the uh, record book. Their sixth win of the season. And by the way, they're 647th in school history. <laughs> but also, it's a double whammy victory. Yeah. Getting some hardware Northern tonight. Lakes Conference Championship trophy, although I'm being told there'll be no celebration of the field. <sighs> no comment. My, my size should be we're, enough. We're, be, we're, we're being kind, and now the quarterback keeper, Bean Smith, with the carry up the center stage for just a couple of yards behind Garrett Gittner and company. It'll be third down and six for the Cavemen here at 324 to play. Mishawaka in the driver's seat, 38-6. They led 14-0 after one, scoring 18 more points in the second quarter to lead at 32-zip at halftime. A chase good touchdown made it 38-0, but then a pass play here in the opening play of the fourth quarter or the last play of the third, you call it as you wish, <laughs> has been Goshen's only scores of the night. That's because the officials... <laughs> didn't stop the clock, and when they did stop the clock, they changed end zones. And uh -oh. Bean Smith to the outside. Hey, the sophomore's going to go the distance. Touchdown, Bean Smith and the caveman. <laughs> that was great because he went around the outside expecting to be tackled. All he wanted was six yards, and there was no Red Hawk in the area, and he took it all the way to the house. Big touchdown run for the sophomore QB. Bean Smith on the score. And the caveman up the ante to 44-6. to six. And now a conversion kick up coming for Connor George. And the caveman, I want to make an amendment. Earlier I had Valdez as the kicker, but actually George was who had lined up to kick on that previous possession. So Connor George will continue. Caveman shift on the offensive line, waiting for the long snap. Point after conversion upcoming. Good snap, good hold. Kick has the distance, and hey. it is good. So great news there for <laughs> the Mishawaka crowd goes wild. Connor George out of the hold of Justin Fisher. So two minutes to play here in our fourth quarter. We'll take a quick break. Mishawaka 45, Goshen 6. We're back after this on WSBT. Along with Vince D'Addario, I'm Brian Miller. Glad to have you with us here for high school football. WSBT Radio, Mishawaka in the driver's seat looking for their, well, what will be a 6-1 and one NLC final record, 6-3 and three overall, their sixth win on the season. The Red Hawks from Goshen will close out their campaign here in a few moments at 1-6, and six, but let's get a couple of scores. One final, our first final of the night on the U.S. Sidecrafter scoreboard, Mishawaka Marion. Down in Mentone has defeated Tippy Canoe Valley 41-24. And how about this? It's like a basketball score. Squib kick by the caveman. Connor George's kick fielded at the 15. About forward to the 20. Up to the 25. And then reversing from right to left. Going to the outside sideline up to the 35. Still on his feet is Braden Hinkle. And Hinkle will wrestle forward past the 40-yard line for great extra effort. And good field position for Goshen here in the final 90 seconds of our football game. A continuous clock going for the final minute 30. But like a basketball score, this is still second quarter. Elkhart 40, Portage 33. <laughs> How is that the second quarter? Maybe they're playing with no defenses. I Maybe mean, it's just like seven on seven on air. say seven on seven. It sounds familiar, <laughs> doesn't it? So the... Goshen Redhawks with the final couple of snaps of the football. Colin Turner 
will continue at quarterback, the senior in his final moments on the field, Jake Turner. Sophomore comes in from the sideline with a minute to go. Inside handoff, it will go to number 24, Ruben Lopez. And Loben, Lopez looks to the inside and slows to the outside for just a short gain of about a yard. We're down to 45 seconds. But the cavemen avoid that potential of overlooking an opponent. They avoid the hangover of finals and end of a grading period in time. They avoid uh, a lot of things here, which certainly ask the New Prairie Cougars about after last week's surprising loss to the Plymouth Rockies. Little screen pass out in the flat. Left side pass is caught by Braden Hinkle, and Hinkle kind of just rolls out of bounds just outside the 45-yard line. And that should probably be our final play as the chains will advance. The clock will tick down, although the Red, the, uh, Red Hawks are hustling to the line of scrimmage, but it will be not... Uh, it will be all for naught because the clock has expired and this football game is in the books for this 2020 high school football sectional semifinal. An impressive, impressive showing from start to finish for the Mishawaki Cavemen. They are Northerly's Conference champions and they are winners of this Class 5A sectional semifinal battle that you heard right here on WSBT. Impressive by the cavemen to say the least. Stay tuned, our post-game show is coming up. Vince and I will return here to Foreman Field for a recap of scoring, statistics, and much, much more. And as we mentioned, more updates with Matt Emery on the U.S. Signcrafter scoreboard. But thanks for being with us here on the radio. If you weren't here in person tonight on this cold and crisp October, actually Halloween Eve night, Mishawaka yeah. 45. Goshen, six, our final score. We're back to recap it after this two-minute timeout on WSBT 96.1. Welcome to the Mishawaka Cavemen postgame show on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Cavemen leading six to nothing, looking for their second score here in the early stages. Fisher, fullback blast right up the gut. Mason, first down of more to the 10-5. Touchdown, Cavemen. Showing the wheels. The diesel has wheels, man. He was untouched again. For that play, I mean, going in from 31 yards out. Our thoughts with play number or scoring drive number two for the Mishawaka Cavemen as we're back here on our post-game show from WSBT. He's Vince Daddario. I'm Brian Miller. Cavemen, after a very short huddle in the far left end zone, the east end zone here at Steel, or check that, Foreman Field. It's been a while since I've been at Steel Stadium, but uh, <laughs> at least on game day. Uh, however, they get on the bus, they come to the Maple City of Goshen, they take care of their business. A very short meeting with Coach Keith Kinder, a very quick gathering for a uh, team photo, and they're but heading what, to the bus. But was that a celebration? No. I, I don't know. I, it felt a little celebration-y, so I don't, maybe they're going to get a demerit from the NLC. I think... <laughs> there's bigger fish to fry for this caveman football team. <laughs> I think team. you're absolutely correct. Look, a conference championship is awesome. There is no doubt about it. And to be a first-year member of the NLC, to walk in and take that championship, and it's a share with Warsaw, but to take that championship, a share of it, is it, saying something. You know, that that's that's like going over to somebody behind just stealing their milk. You know, and I, I love it. I love the fact that they're able to do that, but you're right. They got a trophy today, and they'll celebrate that, and that's fantastic, and congratulations to this team. But they're playing for bigger hardware next week, and what my coach always used to tell me, if you're playing in November, 
you're playing for a championship. And so for every week from here on out, they're playing for another championship, and that's what this team is going to be focused on. Final score, Mishawaka picking up the road victory here tonight. Final count of 44-6. to And we want to remind you, tonight's game brought to you in part by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Not all heroes wear capes. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana reminds us that we all can play a role in any hunger in our communities, in particular during this battle with COVID-19. Find out how you can help by donating or volunteering your time at feedindiana.org. And also, tonight's game brought to you in part by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Matt Wilson in South Bend or Pablo Rodriguez in Granger. Both proud sponsors of high school football and high school sports coverage here on the radio at WSBT. Vince, your overall thoughts, because I know in the pregame show and also in our uh, weekday sports beat conversation earlier, Mm -hmm. we discussed... Uh, the end of the grading period, and I know that's been frustrating for Coach Keith Kinder, uh, whether it's virtual learning, in-class <laughs> learning, all the adjustments that have had to gone on. It's it's uh, academics are a concern for this head coach. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I know he has been uh, working feverishly with his assistant coaches with kids about uh, priorities and about uh, sure. doing what's needed to be doing uh, be done rather. And uh, certainly I know that will continue to be a focus while they also focus to try and get better each and every week. And they try to get more and more healthy. I know certainly a slight concern maybe with Drew Mason, who had a great first half in this football game and had three early touchdowns and broke the century mark in rushing. Uh, Maybe a little banged up just before halftime. He did not play in the second half, but the game was well in control. Not that there's any earth-shattering to worry about, I don't believe. Certainly you worry about those bumps and bruises, those nagging injuries, because next week you've got an Adams team that has played better as of recent. Uh, in particular, a really good win a couple of weeks ago against Jimtown. They're playing on the turf. Adams is a very, very quick team, and I know uh, early in the season with the speed of teams like Marion and Elkhart, Mishawaka had difficulties with that in matching up, and in particular in the secondary and against some of the wide receivers, although I think since then this K-Man club has gotten a lot better, in particular defensively. But again, bottom line, 44-6, a win on the road against Goshen. A great, great effort, and there were so many side stories and <laughs> concerns coming in. you got to feel good if you're Keith Kinder. Oh, you have to, and, and like I said... This this game almost mirrors what uh, what Notre Dame is going to be doing tomorrow. They're they're playing against a team that is overmatched uh, by the team that we root for, right? So uh, you have to you go into that game with with bigger fish to fry, as you said. Uh, you're you know that if you take care of your business, winning the game will take care of itself. But there's other things that you're trying to accomplish. And watching this Mishawaka team today, uh, they applied a lot of pressure to Goshen, which I really like to see from a defensive standpoint. They were coming from all different angles. They were gambling. And it was great. And that not only can they get to the quarterback, they had four sacks tonight, but they can also defend the pass. You can go ahead and complete some stuff underneath. But the open field tackling by the secondary, by the linebackers, were, were excellent tonight. I thought that was something that was a bonus. And Justin Fisher throwing the ball around the lot a little bit. Um, I mean, he had more yards passing than he did on the ground tonight. And I don't. And that's think... coming off a game that Justin <laughs> Fisher rushed for 297 yards a week ago. Correct. And scored five touchdowns. Yes. On the season coming in, he had 1199 in official net yards and 18 touchdowns. Um, Right, he had it's 43 nice yards. And, because, yeah. let's face it, there are teams here scouting tonight. Absolutely. So now, 
hey, he can throw the ball. It makes him maybe be a, a bit more honest with the running game and and who you're isolating on defensively and so forth. Uh, just another weapon to be concerned about because there's some good athletes on the outside with Milan Burris. Sure. Chaz Hardy and certainly Devon Parker. There's some there's some good weapons there. And and there's you could be creative. And we saw a little bit of that creativity today with the screen pass uh, to Devon Parker that actually went for a touchdown. So we saw some of that creativity. Uh, if you're Mishawaka, you put some extra things on film that you haven't put on film yet uh, so far this year. So you're going to give Adams a, a little something extra to prep for. And you know they're going to go back to they're going to go to their bread and butter. There's no question. But you never know when you're going to have to reach into your bag of tricks, throw out a hook and ladder play like they did at the end of the first half. Um, so I, I really like what I saw from Mishawaka. I think they're in a great position moving into next week, where again they're going to be playing for some hardware, playing for a sectional championship against Adams. And, look, Adams has four wins this year. They started out 3-0. and uh, They didn't do so hot in the NIC this year, but uh, they ended up with four wins. And it's not going to be the Adams that people remember from Antoine Jones. He's, they're not chucking it all over the place uh, this year. They're, they're lining it up with everybody in the box, and they are running the football. And they got kind of a two-quarterback look. And you never know where that ball is going to get snapped to, whether it's going to get snapped to the quarterback, to the running back, uh, and they're going to run it right down your throat. So it's going to be a good test for Mishawaka and what they're going to be able to do with that run game. And uh, we'll see if Adams can hold up to uh, Mishawaka's run game. It'll be fun. K-Men will look for their 14th sectional championship in school history next Friday night. But first, recapping things here tonight, Mishawaka 44, Goshen 6, the final score in this, the 54th ever meeting between Goshen and Mishawaka in high school football on Halloween Eve. Yes. And fortunately, nothing too Halloween-y took place no, tonight. No, nothing scary. Nothing scary. No. Now, how about a look at some stats? I guess if you're Goshen, uh, some of those numbers are a little scary, in particular what the uh, K-Ban offensive attack was able to do here tonight, but statistically uh, uh, a good join for the K-Ban, no doubt. Well, yeah. First downs were won by the Cavemen, 22 to 8. Total yards, Cavemen, 390. The Red Hawks had 124. Uh, Through the air, Mishawaka had 78 yards, and Goshen had 153. On the ground, Mishawaka, 312 yards tonight, and Goshen, minus 29. Again, 40 yards in 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 the red uh, on those two muffed punts, and that, that's a tough hill to uh, overcome uh, once you do that. Let's see here. Uh, penalties were a bit of a bugaboo for Goshen as well. Seven penalties, 65 yards, and it seemed like half of those came on that one drive where they seemed to be getting momentum. Two big first down plays and then back it up and then back it up again. Uh, Mishawaka had three penalties for 35 yards. Um, Goshen turned the ball over one time, and it was on the muffed punt. Uh, return, uh, and that was at the very end of the game there. That was actually the first turnover of the ball game. Some individual stats. First for Goshen, Colin Turner, 13 of 21 tonight for 153 yards and a touchdown. Quinn Bechtel, five carries, 35 yards, long of 15. Colin Turner had nine carries, minus 23 yards. Uh, and that, again, uh, college rules here in high school, those sack numbers count against your rush total. So those four sacks that Mishawaka had, Add to that total, Ruben Lopez had two carries for minus one yard as well. From a receiving standpoint for Goshen, Braden Hinkle had four catches for 35 yards. Quinn Bechtel, one catch for 54 yards. Noah Alford, two catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. Liam Deegan, three catches, 24 yards. Jake Turner, 
two catches for 11 yards. Uh, for Mishawaka, Justin Fisher, 3 of 7 through the air, 78 yards, long of 31, and a touchdown. He had 10 carries for 43 yards. Chaz Hardy, four, catch, or four carries for 24 yards. Milan Burris, one catch for 23 yards and a touchdown. Connor Addison, one for nine. Aiden Hooten had one carry for six yards. Drew Mason, 12 carries, 120 yards, long of 31, three touchdowns. Chase Gooden, 11 carries, 45 yards, a touchdown. Dean Smith, three carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. And Connor Putts had a single carry for a single yard. Uh, Receiving, usually a category we don't talk about very much. Devon Parker had two catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. Chaz Hardy, one catch for 24 yards. And Drew Mason... Uh, had a lateral for 18 yards, but it was in connection with a pass play at the end on the hook and ladder at the end of the first half. And then defensively, real quick, Aiden Hooten had two sacks. Bo Brown had a sack. Tyler Fair had a sack. Uh, all due to the pressure that this Mishawaka defense put on Goshen all night long. And your final score, Caveman 45, uh, Goshen 6. We'll take a timeout. We'll wrap things up here on tonight's post-game show. And in a few moments, we'll have Matt Embry on the standby. He's on deck in a few moments with the U.S. Suncrafter scoreboard. But we'll take a break. We'll come back with one final uh, segment after this on Mishawaka High School football, powered by Midland Engineering, uh, 96-1 WSBT, the sports league. Braden Hinkle, Liam Deegan among the receivers that are set up as wideouts left and right. Shotgun formation rolling out. Here comes pressure, and it's sacked by Aiden Hooten. Hooten with his second sack and a loss of yardage back to the 35-yard line. He came in untouched on the delayed blitz. We should have known. We should have just known at that moment. That would be the Jays Crunchers crunchy tackle of the game, powered by Jays Crunchers potato chips. Add some real crunch to your next tailgate party and pick up a bag of Jays Crunchers at your favorite grocery store. Back here on our post-game show from WSBT, along with Vince D'Addario, I'm Brian Miller. Some final words. I owe a big apology. This was this is like Radio 101 <laughs> bo, uh, boo-boo time, okay? When the game got done, the first thing I was told in Radio School 101 of play-by-play, write down the score. <laughs> because there's a true story that Lindsey Nelson, live on CBS Radio, years ago in a Monday Night Football game from Kansas City, they shut the scoreboard off. He forgot the score. I believe it. I've done that before. Or I've done it this many is no times. No question. And let's just say B. Miller did not write down the score tonight. <laughs> and I errantly said 44-6, but our statistician tells us it was 45-6. So I'm going to go with the uh, more accurate numbers, I'm certain. And my apologies. So those of you who are going home and telling, hey, they won 45. Well, it's 45. 45. That's right. Thanks anyway. to Connor George. Hit that PAT at the end. And no thanks to B. Miller. No doubt about that. <laughs> wrap, wrap things up here at our postgame show. Cavemen a win. 45-6. They now improved to 6-3 and three overall. They finished 6-1 in the Northern Lakes Conference. They are tied in that leadership uh, for the league with the Warsaw Tigers, who are in quite a battle tonight in sectional play down at uh, Fort Wayne Carroll. And uh, Matt Embry is going to be standing by with a bunch of scores for us on the uh, U.S. Signcrafter scoreboard before we wrap it up. But next week we'll be at Schoolfield. I would anticipate a 7 o'clock kickoff between yep. the longtime NIC rivals Adams and Mishawaka. And did you know Adams is the last team that tied these cavemen? Is it really? Look at you doing your deep and dive. I will, and I will make one promise. We will not see a tie no. next Friday night. No, that is for darn sure. And I, let me ask you a question because this kind of came up during sports beat. Since 
Adams received a forfeit victory. They didn't actually go on the road. Is I wondered it, about is that. Is it guaranteed to be at school field? That's my question. I wonder. I was told today, and this was before the COVID announcement came down. Right. Based on the right. bracket. If it's normal. Concord yes. wins, it's at. Correct. Steel Stadium. Correct. If Mishawaka beat Goshen, which right. they did. If it was Adams winning. Then but, it would be at school field. Right. No, I, absolutely. If it was normal. But it's not a bye. If it was a bye. If it was a bye, it's Mishawaka's it's home Mishawaka. game. I'm just wondering if it's a forfeit. How does that work? Well, I have an idea. Stay tuned to weekday sports <laughs> right. this week. And no matter whether it's at Steel <clears throat> Stadium, whether it is at School Field, right. Jackson Field, Clay Field, or in Vince's backyard, we will be there next week. You're darn right. To bring you all the play-by-play. Absolutely. But with the win, Mishawaka ties Warsaw for first in the Northern Lakes Conference. A quick check of the standings for the rest of the NLC. Northridge finishes in third place at 5-2 and two in the league. Northwood fourth at 3-2. and two. Concord finished up in fifth place at 2-4. and four. Plymouth at one and three, Wawasee at one and six, and this Goshen Redskin, uh, this Goshen Redhawk team. My apologies, uh, they finish up after uh, conference play at zero and five. But uh, one thing for sure, this Goshen Redskin and now Redhawk program, a great football-rich tradition with seven sectionals, five regionals, three semi-states, a state championship in 1978 in Class 2A, a uh, Class 4A state championship in 1988 uh, led by the great Rick Meyer. And of course, he had a pretty good career over by that Golden Dome place yeah. in South Bend. And we're going to have him uh, on the show next tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Hey, yeah. give the show a quick plug. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. We're okay. going to have Rocky Blyer. Uh, 1966 national champ, uh, Vietnam War veteran, as well as a four-time Super Bowl champ uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to be on again guy. this week because we only made it through his college career in our interview, and clearly there's a lot more to talk about with Rocky Blyer, and he was a great interview, so we're going to have him back. Uh, we're going to have Rick Meyer, as I mentioned, uh, former Notre Dame quarterback and Goshen Redhawk. Well, he was a Redskin. He was a Redskin. He was a Redskin when he was here. Uh, we're going to have uh, Rudy, Dan Rudy Rudiger is going to be on. And uh, Dick Vitale Dickie v. is going to be on as well. So good lineup uh, oh, tomorrow. Lineup. Really looking forward to it. 10 to noon tomorrow on 96.1 FM WSBT. And uh, we're it's going to be great. I, I'm going to be a little starstruck. I think Dan Patrick might be a little uh, <laughs> jealous of that lineup you get. You That's great. Tim have tomorrow. Well done by Tim to book yeah. those guests. I'll great, tell you great what. Great job. Great, great job. Hey, my friend, a lot of fun tonight. Yes, and sir. I know it's time to pack the bags and head from the Maple City home. But uh, great win. Congratulations to Coach Keith Kinder and his caveman because first year in the NLC. Yeah. And this football team has secured a conference championship. This Mishawaka team will have a bullseye on its back in years to come in their uh, their new allegiance with the Northern Lakes Conference. And there are schools that have fought for years to get multiple championships. And, you know, Northridge has been in since 1974, yep. I believe. One. And has one NLC crown. And so does Mishawaka. And now Mishawaka <laughs> has just one. So, you know, not to stir the pot with our friends in Middlebury, but certainly uh, it just shows that it's not easy to get a championship right. in this NLC. And Goshen High School with, I believe it's 10 in their school's history. I know Coach Kyle Park and his staff is working really, really no hard. No doubt. They will bounce back. Redskin and, and Red Hawk football was a rich tradition of excellence for many, many years. 
and they had some incredible coaches, Ken Meyer and uh, Randy Robertson and, and Kyle's father, uh, Brad Park, who yeah. I had the pleasure of working with on, on some of the years that he was here and some of the great Goshen teams. Uh, they will be back, and they will be a force to be reckoned with, and I assure you the 55th meeting between these two schools will be an interesting one come next September. But Mishawaka does win tonight here on the road, 45-6. He's Vince Daddario. I'm Brian Miller. Thanking you for tuning in. Any final thoughts before we sail home? Well, I'm looking forward to uh, Mishawaka uh, next week playing against Adams for a chance at a sectional championship. And this is what you work for. You know, all nine games or eight or however many you end up playing in the regular season in 2020, it all builds up to the playoffs. And you play, you're play. you in the playoffs to win some championships, and this is the first one. So you play in November, you're playing for hardware. So good luck to uh, Coach Kinder and the rest of the cavemen. I'm looking forward to calling the game with you. We look forward to seeing you next Friday night. That's uh, for sure. Vince Daddario with all of our color commentary and statistical help here tonight. Of course, our winner next week between the South Bend John Adams Eagles, the four and five Eagles who got a forfeit win tonight versus Concord, will host these cavemen who are six and three. The winner of this Class 5A sectional 10 will play the winner from sectional nine, which is between Michigan City and Valpo. At last report, nearing half, it was three-nothing Valparaiso on the home field versus the Wolves of Michigan City. And over in Laporte's Kiwanis Field, the Laporte Slicers led Munster 14-0. We'll get up on those games and all the area scores in the northern half of the state and more with Matt Embry coming up after this timeout on the U.S. Sidecrafter scoreboard. One final time here from Foreman Field at Goshen High School. Special thank you to their staff and their athletic department for their fine hospitality. And again, the final Mishawaka wins 45-6 over Goshen. For Vince Daddario, Brian Miller bidding you a very pleasant good night from Goshen, Indiana. And Embry as we continue our postgame show following Mishawaka's 45-6 victory over Goshen. Next week, of course, 645 pregame after sports beat. It will be off to school field as Mishawaka takes on South Bend John Adams for a sectional championship. This is the U.S. Signcrafters scoreboard show postgame edition. U.S. Signcrafters from custom signage and graphic needs to installation and service. U.S. Signcrafters has you covered. Let's start in Class 6A. We'll get to the local scores first, and we'll take a look at the Northern Semi-State coming up here shortly. Late fourth quarter, Chesterton is ahead of Penn, 20-14. And at the half, yes, at the half, Elkhart leads Portage, 47-33. Derek Woods has six touchdowns on the ground in the first half for the Lions. Yes, six touchdowns for Derek Woods in this contest for Elkhart so far. We still have 24 minutes of football to go. In sectional number three, late fourth quarter, it looks like Warsaw will advance. They lead the Carroll Chargers from Fort Wayne, 42 to 28. And they have just gone final. Homestead has eliminated Fort Wayne Snyder tonight, 28 to 10. Now, of course, in Class 5A, we're going to keep a close eye on the sectional 9. That's the regional that ties to sectional 10. Just underway in the second half, Valparaiso having their hands full with Michigan City. Valpo with only a 10-7 lead at this point. However, though, it looks like their opponent is set. It will be Laporte, it looks like, unless something changes. They have a running clock going in the second half. Laporte leading Munster 42-3. In Class 4A, all these games have gone final. In Sectional 18, South Bend-St. Joe's season has come to an end. They lose to Logansport tonight, 36-7. Culver Academy has eliminated Plymouth tonight, 24-14. 
in sectional 19. East Knoll will have to fight, but they get the victory over DeKalb, 14-7. Next up for them will be Fort Wayne Leo. They eliminate Northwood tonight in a close one, 14-12. In Class 3A, sectional number 26, Mishawaka Marion. 41-24 victory over Tippecanoe Valley, but keep in mind they had a 41-0 lead at the halftime break and uh, certainly uh, had that game in control before the big scoring by Tippecanoe Valley in the second half. 41-24, Mishawaka Marion advances to face Jimtown as they shun out West Noble tonight, 38-0. And in Class 2A, Pioneer has advanced a big win over LaVille tonight, 52-14. It looks like Bremen will be their next opponent in the fourth quarter. They lead Wabash 56-13. One final timeout, then we'll take a look at all the scores from Class 6A through Class A in the Norton Semi-State. You are looking at a very interesting scenario and some interesting matchups looking ahead to next week with several games still in progress at this point tonight. You are listening to Mishawaka Cayman Football, powered by Millen Engineering, on WSBT South Bend. Of this final timeout, we will take a look at the Northern Semi-State Scoreboard. <laughs> 